This is the Veterinary Life Coach Podcast with Dr. Julie Capel, episode number 177. Hey friends, welcome to the Veterinary Life Coach Podcast. I'm very happy today to be here recording another episode for you. Next week, I have a recording with an amazing guest, Dr. Peter Weinstein. He was a great fun, so look for that podcast probably coming out next week. I love all of my guests, and it feels like I'm taking some classes from these people. They're a variety of brilliant people, some veterinarians and some not, and I'm in just enjoying the conversations. I'm loving learning from these people. So I hope you're enjoying it too. Today it's just me and I thought it would be fun to explore strong decision making because this is something that has been coming up a lot in my coaching calls. Many of us experience decision fatigue in our practices because we have to make so many choices every day. Our patients and our teams rely on us to make those decisions and it can be overwhelming at times. And if you're a spouse or a parent, then you get home from work and there's another pile of decisions to make. It just takes a lot of decisions to keep our lives going. What to cook, when to exercise, when to go out with friends. How am I going to get my house clean before company comes over this week? Oh, that's just me thinking out loud because right now my housework feels out of control and over me. But anyway, that's one of the decisions we have to make. Back in March, we talked about overthinking. And on some level, decision making goes hand in hand with that. I'll try to sort it all out for you and give you some suggestions to try to make it easier for you to make strong decisions and let go of the overthinking, the regret, and the self-doubt that comes along with the decisions that we have to make. But before we get into that, just a reminder for you to let me know how you're enjoying the podcast and what you think. You can leave a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify to let me know, or just let me know that you're out there. Or you can reach me by sending me a message on Instagram, Facebook, or email me at jacapeldvm at gmail.com. I'm also now on TikTok, thanks to my son Tristan. I don't really have any idea what I'm doing, and I I don't have a handle on it yet, but reach out to me there too if you are there. I'd love to hear from you. Also, just a reminder to those of you who are newer to the podcast that I have an area on my website to sign up for free coaching. So if you've been thinking about hiring a coach or you're just curious and you want to try it out, you can sign up there for a session. The website is juliecapel.com or veterinarylifecoach.com. So don't be shy. It's really fun. You'll feel empowered. You'll change your thinking. You'll work on yourself and your goals. It's a blast. So just look into life coaching. It will definitely change your life. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about making strong decisions. First of all, why is making strong decisions important? And there are a few reasons. Strong decisions save time and also sometimes money. Number two, making strong decisions usually leads to better results for yourself, for your business, for your time. 
Making strong decisions reduces conflicts as your team is more certain about the mission and the vision that you want to procure in your practice. Strong decisions will leave you with more flexibility and options for future decisions. They're the key skill that we use in veterinary practice. We always are making decisions. Strong decisions foster respect and instill confidence in our medicine, which affects our clients and then in turn affects the relationship that we have with our teams. Some decisions are really easy to make and some are more difficult. And so if we can make our decisions better, it will diminish overthinking and diminish our confusion. Strong decisions are motivating. And when your team sees you confidently making decisions and living with the consequences of those decisions, they are more likely to take that lead and make strong decisions themselves. And strong decisions get us moving. If I spend time ruminating on something that I want to get done or I think I want to get done, I'm not spending time actually doing it. Just like my housework example, right? If I'm sitting here ruminating about it, I'm not going to get the housework done. So making a decision to do one thing in that housework list is going to help me get motivated and moving towards that goal. And so sometimes you just have to choose a direction and take an action. And that's part of strong decision making. Now I know what your brain is saying as I talk about this. What if I make the wrong decision? That's something that we fear, right? Especially when we are making medical decisions. We fear the mistake. We're perfectionists by nature. We want to do no harm. Isn't that our first rule? Making medical decisions is tough because the last thing we want to do is make a mistake. But we can't become paralyzed in this overthinking, overanalyzing kind of mindset or we're likely to make more mistakes. The way to think about it is we don't make snap decisions. We make strong decisions. And sometimes that means spending a little bit of time researching something, looking up the proper treatments. Many times I have to look up the latest article about a given treatment to be sure that I'm doing the correct thing or call a specialist, one of my specialist friends, for advice before I call a client to give my recommendations. It doesn't mean that my decisions are not strong. It means that I have done the thought work that I needed to do to make the best recommendation for my patient and my client. So sometimes making strong decisions means waiting to talk to the client until I'm ready or telling the client that I don't know exactly what's going on with their pet and we need to get a consult with a specialist in order to determine the best course of treatment. So what I would like to offer you is that saying I don't know can be a strong statement or even a strong decision. And that saying of I don't know leads to a better strong decision, if that makes sense, right? I've been talking to some veterinarians lately, some of my coaching clients and others that I've worked with about the skill of saying I don't know. Because many of us are in this mindset, and veterinary school fosters it, that we're supposed to know everything. And we get out of vet school, and we go into practice, and we have this terrible fear 
that we're not going to know enough or know everything for our clients. And that's the key reason that we have imposter syndrome when we are working. And there's no way on God's green earth that we can know everything. So a big part of our job is saying, I don't know. Now, when we say, I don't know, we usually follow up with something like, here are some tests that we're going to do to find out what's going on with your pet. But I don't know is the phrase that we need to get really familiar with saying in a strong and confident way. So there's this big difference in offering the I don't know statement in a very strong manner and then getting all flustered and self-conscious when we say it. So we need to train our brain that it's okay if we don't know everything because we never will and we never can. So if that's part of your decision fatigue and you really have difficulty saying, I don't know, and you get anxious and you get flustered and flummoxed with a client when you have to say that, it's something that you can get coached on and you can get help with. There's anxiety that comes from that deeply ingrained thought that you should know something. I feel it a lot, especially when I'm talking to a specialist and they offer me something that I've never heard of before. And I feel kind of stupid, right? Like I've never heard of that before. I don't know the name of the drug. I'm not familiar with that theory. I didn't read that in whatever article or book. So when you have that opportunity to feel that learning because somebody offered you something that you didn't know, You'll feel anxious, you'll feel overwhelmed, even embarrassed. And when we were in school, they pounded that into us. So no wonder we think that. But it's really a lie. We should not know everything. We cannot know everything. And so when imposter syndrome creeps in or when you feel that anxiety, try to remember that I don't know is a complete answer. And not guessing is a strong decision. And I might go even as far to say that offering a let's try this approach or I'm not sure but I think this might work approach is okay. As long as a client knows that you're doing your best, that you're looking for answers, that you're trying to discover the best course of action for that patient and that client, as long as you're coming from a place of honesty and you've done your research, Saying I don't know and being uncertain is as good as or sometimes better than a strong decision coming from trying to cover something up or trying to pretend like you know everything. That is absolutely the thing that you don't want to do. And so when I'm trying to make a strong decision and I don't really know what's going on, there are some steps that I might take to get better data to make that decision. Okay, so let's talk about ways to maybe make some better, stronger decisions. And the first one I'd like to offer you is to really be strong in your morals and values. And this is the foremost rule in my mind. Because if you have a strong moral compass and you know what your values are, you can make very many of your decisions very easily. So if something goes wrong at your practice or something doesn't go the way it's supposed to go, if you know that you have the value of honesty, it'll be very easy for you to honestly tell the client what happened. 
without trying to cover it up, without trying to fumble through it, without out trying to color the truth, that value of honesty is going to make many, many of your decisions better because you'll honestly tell your team and you'll honestly tell your clients when something has gone wrong. And I have a great example of this because this very week we've been having a lot of trouble with our lab. So some of our blood work's been coming back kind of wonky. And I had a client come in with a dog for just a wellness visit. We ran some blood work and I got the CBC back and it was just a mess. There was anemia and there was very few white blood cells and there was very few platelets. And the blood work was so bad that I thought this dog would have surely looked sick if this blood work was true. So I was sure it was a lab error. However, I have to let the owner know, right? Because I don't have a CBC for this dog that I think is accurate. And if this CBC is accurate, then their dog has a big problem. So the right thing to do in this instance is to be honest, call the client, tell her exactly what I think is going on, tell her that I'm unsure that this is a lab error, but if it isn't a lab error, that there's something truly wrong with this dog. And so I had to call her, tell her what was going on, and invite her to come back in for another blood draw to run the CBC in-house so we could tell what was going on. And even though I had to say I don't know a couple of times and even that I I had to reassure her that I thought her dog was fine and that I thought this was a lab error, I still wasn't 100% sure, but I knew that I could be 100% honest. And so in that, I could make strong recommendations for her and strong decisions for my practice. So that's my number one rule. Know what you believe in and know what your values are so you can stick with them through thick or thin. And that will serve you well. The next way that we can make stronger decisions is by trying not to overthink. So think, but don't overthink. Every decision that we make is made with some thinking. We have to weigh the pros and cons. And there are often multiple options. So you do have to take some time to think it through. But don't let your brain take you on the overthinking trip. Because if you try to predict every outcome, every possible scenario, you'll never make anything happen. Overthinking causes extra stress and it's not needed in most circumstances. So if you you have to make a decision and you feel your body going into stress mode, you need to stop. You need to change your brain, tell it not to overthink, take some deep breaths, do whatever you can to get yourself in a better place, and then realize that overthinking is not serving you. Now, the third thing that we can do to make stronger decisions is to try to remove some of the emotion from it. That's kind of like not overthinking, right? Because emotions will come up when you start overthinking and getting stressed. Now, I'm a very emotional person, so I feel all the feels. And if I need to make a strong decision on something that's emotional or that I've got a lot of feelings about, I need to pull up my logical brain and push away some of my emotion. And when I can do that, I'm able to take myself out of the center of the decision, pull myself away and look at it from the six foot view and make the right choice for my patient 
or for my team if it's a business decision. And it's a very similar skill to one that we use with most things like euthanasias or things that are causing clients to be highly emotional. We have to remove much of our own emotion from that situation so we can focus on the needs of the client and the needs of the pet. Because if we completely fall apart at every appointment that involves high anxiety or high, high emotion, our decision making would be a pile of crap, right? We couldn't do anything if we got so emotional. So you know how to do this in many situations. And so when you start to feel the anxiety of decision making, remember how you approach it in a highly emotional situation with a client. And that will really help you calm down, get back into the logical part of your brain and go through all the data and make that decision. Another thing I would like you to do when you're trying to make strong decisions is really take care of yourself. And after talking about emotion, it's something that's super important to think about because there are times when you just can't make one more decision. You're overwhelmed, you're burned out, the day's getting away from you. And at that time, that's when you need to take a little bit of a time out to care for yourself. Get your emotions in check, get your head back on straight, calm down, take a break, and don't make a decision. Do whatever you need to do to care for that brain. And if your body's in stress, if you haven't eaten, you're gonna need that back in check so you can think better and choose better. So I know if I'm very tired or very hungry, I have a harder time with overwhelm and I have a harder time with multiple decisions. So that's the time that I have to say to my team, okay, I know you need me to make this decision for this client, but because it's not an emergency, I'm gonna ask you to just let me eat, go get a drink of water, I need a few minutes to have my lunch, leave me a message and then I'll get back to that client or I'll make this decision and get back to you in a few moments, which is perfectly acceptable. And I would argue a better way to make a strong decision than try to do it in the moment when your emotions are raw, when you're hungry, when you're tired, all the things that don't allow you to make good decisions. And I know that you've all felt this. If you have kids, there are times when you're so tired that you don't make the right decisions, right? You yell at the kids, you snap at them, those kind of things, or at your spouse, or at your friend, or at your family. It's just one of those things that we think we shouldn't experience at work that we really do. And so when you're trying to make these decisions, take care of yourself first. Another thing that you can do is consider both sides of a decision, because a lot of times you're making a choice, one thing over another. So look at both extreme cases and then choose the better of the two. Because sometimes you have two poor things that you need to decide between, right? Sometimes clients don't give you a lot of choices and sometimes it's kind of bad or a little bit worse kind of decisions that you're making. So if you consider the opposites, it will help you narrow down the best of the two worsts. So you may not have the perfect answer, but you'll have weighed the pros and cons enough that you can choose 
one of the better answers, and that's part of strong decision making. Now, if your first decision wasn't correct, don't run from those mistakes. It feels really lousy to make a mistake, but humans are imperfect, and so are you. So one of the best ways to get good at making strong decisions is learning to live with your wrong decisions and learning to learn from those wrong decisions that you make. Another thing I like to encourage people to do is take advice and ask for advice. And we kind of talked a a little bit about that earlier when you need to phone a friend, a specialist, get, you know, another veterinarian that you know to weigh in on a case, collect all the data points that's okay. Within a reasonable amount of investigation, it's okay. There's no shame in asking others what they think you should do. But ultimately, you're the one making the decision. So if you do listen to someone else, make sure you like your reason for taking their advice. Because when something bad happens, because you listen to somebody else and you didn't trust yourself, then you're going to be left with feelings of that error. You'll beat yourself up for not listening to yourself because you had the right answer and you asked someone else and then you didn't trust your own gut. So ask for guidance, but then make that make sure that that ultimate decision is one that you like and that you're confident in. And don't be overconfident. This is one that's bit me in the butt a few times. Just when I think I'm starting to understand something about veterinary medicine, I'm really good at it, everything works well the way I do it, something changes and a mistake gets made. So being overconfident will truly get Murphy to show up in your hospital. Murphy's Law will get you. And there are those cases that just don't follow the rules. And then they come back with an unexpected complication. So just be ready for that and don't beat yourself up for it. It's just part of the deal. Ups and downs, right? Good and bad, 50-50 life. That's what we have to prepare for. One of the things I'm overconfident about is what I might be able to do. I overestimate what I can do in a limited amount of time. That's a classic for me. And I'm overconfident in thinking I can do too much. And when I start to juggle too many things, especially at work, I'm going to mess up. I'm going to make a mistake. I'm going to call the wrong client. I'm going to pick up the phone and dial the wrong number. And so sometimes trying to keep all those balls in the air isn't the best thing for me. So whatever it is that you're overconfident in, realize it, understand yourself, and then adjust accordingly. Another thing I like to do when I'm trying to make strong decisions is think of it as a solution, not a problem. Because sometimes you get too bogged down in the details of the problem, and then you'll indulge in that overthinking. So if you can focus on solution mode first, that will help you move towards a decision, and a strong one, and a quick one a lot of times. What has been your experience in the past? Just flip that thinking into what have I done before to solve the same problem or a similar problem? That will pull you out of that overthinking brain. And the last little technique I have for you for making strong decisions is to give yourself a break. Think of yourself as someone that you love and care about 
before you start beating yourself up for making wrong decisions or for overthinking or any of the things that we're talking about. This decision-making thing is a skill that we're trying to learn. We're developing it and it requires work to improve. So think things like, I'm working on making stronger decisions. I'm getting better at making stronger decisions. I'm working on myself. I'm becoming a better leader. Those kind of thoughts are going to help you stay out of your should brain. You should have, you could have, why didn't you? Those kind of thoughts are not useful. So don't indulge in the shoulding. This week, I want you to pay attention to your feelings, the feelings that come up when you're making little decisions and big decisions. So be aware of what comes up for you. If you get anxious when decisions are getting difficult or when you get anxious when you have to say, I don't know, to a client, just be aware of it. Don't fight it. Just realize that it's there. And then be kind to yourself and make the choice that feels best for you. Because you really do know what's best. You have big talent and big skills and it's all inside you. And so you can be strong. You can be confident with all your decisions. And when you are uncertain, practice some of these techniques. Ask for help. Resort to your values. Think but don't overthink. Remove the emotion. Take care of yourself. Consider the sides or the extreme sides of the decision. Ask for a little bit of advice. Watch your overconfidence. Think of the solution, not the problem. And then give yourself a break or cut yourself some slack. You can get better at the skill of making decisions and you can lower your anxiety and your decision fatigue. And as I always say, if you're feeling overwhelmed, if you're feeling stressed, reach out for help. Get a coach, get a therapist, talk to a friend. We all struggle with all of these things, right? Okay, here is my quote for you this week. Actually, I have a couple of them. The first one is, good decisions come from experience and experience comes from bad decisions. And that is by Anonymous. But I liked that one because it kind of speaks to the situation that any decision that we make could be right or wrong and the wrong ones we get to learn from. So therefore, we're not going to fear our decision making. And the next quote is, every decision brings with it some good, some bad, some lessons, and some luck. The only thing that's for sure is that indecision steals many years from many people who wind up wishing they just had the courage to leap. And that quote is by Dozantamata. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast today. I really love having you out there. And I hope that some of the things I said will help you make it through your week. And again, if you have any questions, reach out to me, jacapeldvm at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you. Have a beautiful week, everyone. Bye.